0: This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country and beyond. This is Good to Hear. The, one of the great things about living in York Region all around is the, the the thriving, strong Chinese culture and the Hong Kong Chinese culture. And someone who's doing a great job of keeping that alive while you live in Markham or Unionville or, or Stouffville wherever is Alan Wu Stouffville who has gone uh, viral now with something really cool called Hong Kong Taxi. Uh, it's a thrill to talk to you. Uh, Alan, how are you?
1: I'm good, good. How are you?
0: Good. And, uh, now, you, this is something, I, I saw the story and I was fascinated. First of all, where did you get a vintage 1997 Toyota Crown Comfort, which is a really cool vehicle, by the way, but did, how did you get it? Did you have it shipped over? Did you buy it here? Um, actually, it was actually
1: imported, um about well, 10 years ago, by a um, dealership that specializes in right-hand drive, um, they had it brought in over from Japan. Uh, it was actually originally a Japan taxi, um, and they, were, they actually converted for the movie Pacific Rim, oh, which yeah. was uh, 2013, Yeah, as a, as a prop for a Hong Kong scene. So they had painted it uh, red and silver, the, the iconic colors of the Hong Kong taxi, and um, on and off, they rented it for, for the past 10 years. Um, but mostly just parked in the parking lot, you no know, outside, you no know, in the snow, rain, whatever, and slowly rusting away. So, where, where I saw it is uh, I had a right hand drive car four years ago that I sold to them, and I saw it in the parking lot, um, uh, just sitting there. So, I, I decided, you no, know, maybe I should do something with it, you no, know, just, just, especially with, uh, you know, the huge Chinese community. I'm half Chinese. My wife is, is, uh, is from Hong Kong as well. So, try to do something for them.
0: So Al, when did, when did it start to gain this momentum, this popularity that they could go for a traditional ride in this vintage Toyota Crown Comfort and feel like they're back in Hong Kong and, and get tea or get some food and just live that experience while they're living here in the region?
1: Well, it, it started um, a couple months ago when I uh, first came out uh, to the Markham area, just driving around Markham uh, Unionville area and people just, uh, they had a, a emotional reaction to it because of uh, a lot of people have come over from Hong Kong, um, either it's the early 90s, they went back, or they've come back um, lately because of whether it's a political situation, economic situation. A lot of uh, Hong Kongers uh, have come back uh, recently, and they have this emotional connection back home that you know, either they, they can't go back or they they, they want to go back, but they can't because of covid and uh, it just hits a nerve. And I expected maybe a couple of people to say, hey, oh, cool car, that's what it. But uh, in the Hong Kong Chinese community, it just went, went crazy. Even went back to Hong Kong uh, and uh, you know, people in the media was asking me for interviews there. So it's been quite quite a, quite a, a heart, heartfelt and heartwarming uh, situation.
0: Speaking of Stobel's Alan Wu for Hong Kong Taxi Toronto, um, you can get it on Instagram. When people sit in the car, what kind of comments do you get when they get that feeling of nostalgia while you're driving around Markham or Stolva or Unionville or around the region?
1: Well, they're, they're very nostalgic because the Hong Kong Taxi has been around for so, such a long time. Uh, some of them are getting emotional because either their father uh, or their relative have driven one as a part time job, full time job. Um, no, Hong Kong Taxi has been in movies for long since I was a kid, you know, watching TV series is you see always in the background. It, it is an iconic thing in Hong Kong, and they get emotional, and then they, they usually say thank you for doing this for me. I, I said, hey, if you're happy, I'm happy. You know, that's that's the main thing. It's not really for any uh, no business or or but, well, people can rent it if they want for for bookings in terms of just shows, but um, it's not really for business. It's mainly for my hobby and my my kind of my my love letter to Hong Kong Hong Kong culture.
0: We we talk so much, Alan, about mental health that you must feel that sense of, of pride driving around, but also for your mental health. It's got to feel awfully good to get that kind of reaction from people driving around this vintage Toyota. Well,
1: definitely, especially, like, again, as uh, Hong Kong people, they give me the. They give me thumbs up. They honk at me. They they do U turns and come back and say thank you for doing this. (laughs) So I I feel like a celebrity. But it is again, it's not about me. It's about the taxi and it's about just representing Hong Kong. Even not just the Chinese community. You know, the either either the um, Canadian community or, or the Western community. They they they've been to Hong Kong if they've been once. They, they've seen the taxi because it's everywhere, and they it's really cool. I remember uh, I proposed to my wife in Hong Kong. and We moved back here, kind of thing. So with um, the right-hand drive, it, it's, a, it's a unique car. It really stands out. So uh, I'm glad to do this for people.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a car buff, and, and I, I've always been intimidated by the thought of a right-hand drive. There must be people are just fascinated to watch someone with a right-hand drive navigate around the region in, in traffic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, people ask me, oh, you can drive this year? Is it illegal? Um, <laughs> well, as long as it's 15 years and older, you're, you're, you're good, right? The, uh, the, um, the government, government doesn't really restrict right or left. It's mainly about the age of the car. Uh, 15 years and older, you can import it and, and drive it. Uh, the only issues would be insurance. It may be a little bit higher. Um, other issues would be, you know... Mainly drive through, <laughs> get getting your coffee. <laughs> you gotta, gotta reach, you gotta reach a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's about it. Um, uh, no, the bank machine, drive through, anything drive through. It's a little bit tougher, and making left turns a little bit tougher. But um, you get used to it. Just, just be cautious, and uh, or, or or have your wife or your, your partner or significant others sit beside you, to to uh, to get a coffee.
0: <laughs> what I love about this, Alan, is, is its I, I think it's, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, there were some weird feelings around the country, around the world. I, I think you would agree. But this is, to me, this is a great way to heal and get people thinking, hey, yeah, how cool is it, Chinese Hong Kong, and not think about the pandemic, but think about how important the Hong Kong Chinese culture is to can the fabric of Canada. Uh,
1: exactly, exactly. It's uh, a little bit of distraction for everyone, the pandemic. Uh, there's still, I think there is a quarantine period for them in Hong Kong. So they are still in right in the midst of it as well. So it, it distracts them as well. Uh, politically, there has been issues. You know, there has been two sides of some political um, turmoil there. Um, so again, this is a distraction for them. And again, it's it's not a political statement. It, it's mainly for fun for Hong Kong culture and anyone that just enjoys cars. It's it, it's there for them.
0: So you can get details, you can email Al, it's hktaxytoronto at gmail.com for shows or events, and trust me, this is a, it's a show-stopping vehicle, and you can follow him on Instagram at hktaxytoronto. Um, what's next for you, Alan? I mean, this is something that's, I think, even you say, you didn't expect this, so what's next with you and the Hong Kong Taxi?
1: Uh, nothing much It's mainly doing events And promoting And keeping this uh, Hong Kong taxi going um, no, Other people have asked me About no, doing other Hong Kong taxis Because they have Other colors Or different regions um, And bus Small buses But uh, I'll leave that For someone else I'll, I'll focus on this one For now
0: <laughs> hey, hey you know If Mark Wahlberg Or anyone's making a movie they, At least they have The decency To have you drive around And give you a small role Or something That's the least They could do
1: <laughs> Exactly yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll make sure to uh, And I'll do do, do the Hong Kong taxi proper. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think it'll be too authentic because they don't have too many Caucasian looking drivers in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> That's their problem.
0: Alan, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. It's been a real pleasure. I saw the story and I thought, this is such a great idea and I love vintage cars and the how you care for it. It's obviously, this is something that means a lot to you. So thank you so much for helping people in Stovall, in Markham, in the region, in the GTA. You're doing great work. Keep it up.
1: Well, thank you very much and thanks, ha- thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it
0: good to hear. This is the good news.
2: What's going on? It's Shaliza Backus and our next story on good to hear is definitely something you want to put on your calendars for the summer. Oakville is putting on an international film festival and it's happening from June 22nd to 28th. And the best thing about it, you can watch the movies live or you can opt for a hybrid viewing option. And to tell us more about that, I am joined by Wendy Donnan, Executive Director and Programmer of the Oakville Festivals of Film and Art. Hey, Wendy, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Okay, tell me what is so exciting. Obviously, we're excited because we're getting back to in-person events this year. But what makes the Oakville Film Festival so special?
3: It's extremely special, and it's actually our coolest and biggest festival yet because um, over the last couple of years, of course, we had to pivot to virtual like a lot of other organizations, but for the film festival this year, we're very excited to be going back live. We have 113 films, so we have more films than we've ever had before, and viewers can watch those films, most of them, either virtually or live. So we have the two options available – Um, And also, some of the films, um, we're doing a special Ukrainian filmmaker showcase uh, and raising money for charity. So, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, So, our opening virtual night film uh, includes two films uh, from Ukraine, Don Bast and Ivan the Powerful. And people can purchase those films and all the money that we bring in from those films will go to uh, the Ukrainian World Foundation. And as well, on the Saturday night, uh, we have a big gala event. So I'll tell you a bit about our galas. I'll start with our closing gala, which is uh, an evening to celebrate Ukrainian arts and culture featuring Chantal Kraviasik. So this is, again, in support of the Ukrainian World Foundation. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m., we have a performance from Chantal. We have traditional Ukrainian dance performance called Hopak by the Barvenok Ukrainian Dance School. And we have a screening of the Ukrainian film the Earth is Blue and an Orange with uh, an introduction by the writer-director Arina Silik. So this is a really cool gala to kind of close out our galas for. And all the funds that we raise will go to uh, the Ukrainian World Foundation for this event. So we're really excited about that. We're opening the festival Thursday night with our opening night gala film, which is the local premiere of The Phantom of the Open. So this is a very... Um, really funny UK comedy drama film about the um, about a man that kind of infiltrated the British Open Golf Championship qualifying back in the 1970s and shot, of course, uh, the worst Open round in Open history. But it's a, an amazing comedy about that whole uh, process of him getting into the Open, you know, his family and how they supported him and his wife. It stars Sally Hawkins, Mark Rylance, of course. Won the Academy Award for uh, Best Sporting Actor for Bridges Buy. So it's one of the funniest films I've seen in a long time. So we're really thrilled about that. And we open a lot of our events for the festival with other art events. So we're not just a film festival, we have the Art House Urban Dancers that we've choreographed a dance to go with this film. So we'll be screening with the film, and we're always surprised by what we get because it's it's choreographed around the themes of the film, which is really cool. And then Friday night is our Canadian gala, um, and that again includes a musical performance by um, Jarell, who's a, a rap artist uh, from local community. And of course, that's uh, also the Canadian premiere, the theatrical premiere of a Canada Iran film, romantic comedy drama called Tehran. So. Uh, it's a very, very, it's a funny film. It's heartwarming uh, romantic comedy about a, a pair of lovers that are star-crossed, but also come from very divided um, communities. You know, one, for, they're both Iranian roots, but one of them is really positive on the history of Iran. The other one is, is kind of focused on, uh, you know, the way things are in Canada. So they have kind of this uh, thing going back and forth where they're, Uh, you know, arguing about whether we should be traditional or not. So it's a really great comedy film um, as well, romantic comedy. And then at Film.ca, so we have two venues for the festival. The Oakville Center for the Performing Arts for our galas Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then our local independent cinema, Film.ca Cinemas. We have uh, 21 films going all day long, Saturday and Sunday, as film.ca Cinema, so from 11 a.m., to 11 p.m. at night, we've got two theaters going. We've got an incredible range of films from uh, documentaries such as Into the Weeds, uh, which is the, uh, the uh, Monsanto uh, documentary about Roundup. We've got social justice, human rights programming such as Tenzin, um, a young Tibetan man living in Toronto who... Uh, going to the stress of coming from Tibet and and what's going on there. Um, we've got uh, plenty of dramatic films, including the Canadian premiere of The Lost Girls. Uh, so The Lost Girls, um, is really um, a film about Peter Pan syndrome uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, the Peter Pan world, not from the Disney perspective, but from the perspective of the Darling Women who, of course, have to live their lives post-Pen. It's a really interesting uh, dramatic film, kind of whimsical, uh, based on an existing novel as well. And that's kind of a, a fantasy drama as well, uh, directed by Livia DePaolis, who's doing a QA and a for us. And it's based on a book of the same name by Laurie Fox. We also have the um, Canadian um, Indigenous uh, dramatic film, Indigenous Sci-Fi Flashback, uh, with a Q and A with the director, um, and she's she will be doing that Nyla and Uksuk uh, virtually, and then we have uh, during the day we have some really cool events. We have uh, in the afternoon Sunday. At at 2.30, we have a screening of Back Home Again, uh, the short film with the Canadian premiere of The Firecats. This is a really interesting combination of films. So Back Home Again is is really an animated reimagining of the largest wildfire evacuation in Alberta's history. So this is the Fort McMurray fire. This uh, animated film was made uh, with uh, an all-star cast, Eugene Levy, Michael J. Fox, Kim Basinger, Jeremy Renner, uh, Catherine O'Hara and the last performance ever from Edward Ed Asner, uh, who you'll, a lot of you will know from the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Lou Grant. Um, so this had this is a half an hour short film that's introducing um, this uh, ne- the next film, which is the Fire Cats, and both of them are themed around the issue of forest fires and animals and what can happen to animals. And the Fire Cats. Um, We have an incredible kind of a family event going that afternoon as well. We have fire trucks there. We have um, first responders who are going to show kids and families what it's like, you know, uh, with the fire trucks, talk about what it's like going into situations where you're rescuing animals. We have the Oakville Milton Humane Society there. And we have our sponsor, uh, IDAP, who's there as well to talk about microchipping uh, animals and the importance of that. Uh, So, these are like all just incredible events. We have two, we have a couple of really great closing night films on Sunday and lots of great short films as well. So, we're screening um, on the Sunday night. We have the Canadian premiere of a sci fi film called Ashgrove, uh, which you're really going to enjoy. That one is a drama sci fi with uh, Jeremy Lalonde as the director. It stars Amanda Bruegel, who a lot of you are going to know from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Jonas Chernick and and Sean Doyle. So that um, and the screening of that gets you a free surprise screening of another film. So it's pretty cool as well. And then we have also Drinkwater um, is screening. So Drinkwater is a really uh, funny uh, comedy film from small town British Columbia about an awkward teen named Mike Drinkwater that kind of has trouble fitting in, is bullied by those around him and kind of his experiences adapting to that. And its director is Stephen uh, Campanelli, who a lot of people know he's done a lot of really famous films and a lot of the people uh, that made that film are actually from local areas. So Grimsby uh, and it was actually shot in Grimsby, Ontario as well. So our short films are quite amazing. We've got, um, 90 short films, um, and we're, we're screening those. So with each of the features, we screen a couple of short films, and then we also have four separate short film scheduled screening blocks. One is local shorts, so from local short filmmakers, and that will kind of open our film.ca screenings on the Saturday. And then we have... Um, a Canadian short film block that also screens over the weekend. And that's live as well. Both of those are available live and virtually. Then we have a slice of life and drama and thrills, which are uh, virtual screenings on the Monday and Tuesday. And those are available uh, virtual only, but most of our films are available virtual or live. So you can watch however you want to, you know, however you feel comfortable and yeah. Yeah.
2: That's so interesting. There's like, it, I literally feel like there's a film for everyone, which is great. It there literally is. appeals It appeals yeah. to everyone. So, Wendy, tell me a little bit about how the hybrid model is working for this. How are viewers sure. able to view virtually? Sure,
1: absolutely.
3: So when you go in to purchase your ticket, you go to ofa.ca, um, You go into the film list, you hit purchase tickets, and you go to the ticket page for each film, and on the ticket page, it will say purchase live or purchase virtual event. So you just click on the button, you know, set up your account, and then you can watch the film however you choose to. We also have the option uh, to kind of flip that. So if you've purchased a virtual film and you decide you want to go live, you can just call us and we can uh, flip that for you and change your ticket out. So that's kind of a cool way to do that. I should mention as well that we have a live stream for the Ukraine uh, Arts and Culture Fundraiser. So the live stream is kind of different from a hybrid because it means that we're we're live streaming the event as it happens to the Internet. And if you bought a ticket, you can just watch the live stream for 48 hours. And um, and that's really cool because you can, you know, set up like a live streaming party, support the Ukraine, support, you know, civilians that are, are fighting out in the field and get to watch this amazing event with a family or with a bunch of friends in a room. So.
2: And that's cool the model. best. And we love that. That's the best way to enjoy films. You know, we're, we're getting back into things yes. in person, but if you're not 100% comfortable, there's the option to screen these films virtually as well. I love that.
3: It's perfect. And you know what? This is going to be with us, uh, I think, always. We will always be accommodating both virtual and live because, you know, our as an audience, we have learned to really appreciate being able to watch things virtually. That's what we did you know, for two years during a pandemic, all we had, you know, was, was virtual screenings, festivals that were hybrid and, and Netflix and that kind of thing. So, yeah, this is here to stay with us. And I think we'll always be able to accommodate an audience from around the world as well. So during the pandemic, we picked up subscribers and audience members and filmmakers from all over the world and all across Canada. And that way they can still participate in a great local film festival. So it's a very cool model.
2: Thank you, Wendy. We love to hear that so much. Once again, the Oakville Film Festival happening from June 22nd to 28th. And Wendy, once again, where can we get tickets?
3: You can get tickets at www.offa.ca.
2: Thank you, Wendy. This has definitely been good to hear.
0: Great. Thank you. Good to hear. We'll be right back on 1059 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 1059 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear
4: is graduation season, which is great news for so many students. Today we have a chance to meet one of them. Earlier this week, Lori Carrera Otero of Thornhill walked across York University's convocation stage. Congratulations, Lori. Oh, thank
5: you so much. I am very excited.
4: Absolutely. You have every right to be excited. In what field did you graduate?
5: I graduated
4: from social work. And can you tell us a little bit about the experience? What was the day like for you? Who was there with you?
5: Well, um, my husband and my son—they came with me, and uh, I wanted them to be there because of um, what they represent uh, here in Canada. I don't have too many family because um, I'm, I am originally from Cuba. I came to Canada in two thousand and nine. And I decided to do school here, Uh, but as a mature student, they've always been beside me, mainly my husband, supporting me with my son while I was in school and working at the same time.
4: And you also graduated from the University of Havana, is that right?
5: Yes, that's correct. Uh, As I said, I am originally from Cuba, I graduated from University of Havana. I did English language in my country, but my country, it's um, it's a really poor country uh, that has amazing people. <laughs> so I decided to immigrate to Canada. Uh, I always wanted to, to come here and visit because I've heard of how amazing Canada was uh i came with my husband at that time i didn't have uh our son uh my son noah was born here and i always wanted to do something to um that made me happy like uh supporting others uh so that's why i decided to study social work here at the beginning, I did my college. Uh, I did social service work at Sheridan. And after that, uh, my degree, after 10 years of um, studying and working, I decided to to go to York University and, and do my degree. So during the pandemic, I did that. Uh, it was really challenging, but I, I finally ended it. And I'm so happy about it.
4: Now, going back to school as a mature student, you know, comes with challenges. I know I've been there as well. What was it like for you being new to this country and also being a mom? Um,
5: it was really challenging because um, when you immigrate, you leave everything behind. You don't have too many families. You don't have friends here Um then when the time passes by then you start making new friends meeting new people uh increasing your networking and um, it was really hard uh it was my husband and myself only um but i think you have to adjust to the new society you have to um you have to go and meet new people uh, if you don't do it, it's really hard. Uh, studying during the pandemic and studying while being a mature student and while being uh, a wife, a woman, um, a mother, it was also challenging. I I had the support of my husband. The school was very supportive. My teachers and everybody in my classroom. Um, we tried to support each other, and at the end, we were very successful.
4: Do you have advice for those students who are not quite at the graduation finish line just yet?
5: Um that they're almost at the end of the line um, that they don't have to worry, they're almost there. Uh, they need to continue because once you receive that degree. Uh, it's going to make the difference. So keep keep going, keep studying. You have everything in your hands. Everybody can do it. If I did it, I believe everybody can do it.
4: What's next for you, Lori?
5: Well, I would love to do my master's. I will see. Um, I'm going to think about it. I haven't, um, I haven't started that process yet. yet but I definitely think I'm going to do my master's because I want to continue growing professionally.
4: That's so great to hear. Wonderful news. We're so proud of you. Congratulations and continued success.
5: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.